I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. By this time, the disciples have spent lots of time with Jesus. They've seen him heal others. They've seen him raise a boy from the dead, forgive sinners, and teach through parables like the Good Samaritan. They've heard the Beatitudes, and they've watched Jesus feed 5,000 at a time from just a couple loaves of bread. But today, they watch Jesus pray, and after he had finished, one of them asks, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Now, for us, this might seem like a normal and even obvious question. I know it is for me. I read lots of books about prayer, convinced I'm going to find just the right way to do it one of these days. I meet with a spiritual director and I talk about my prayer life, and some of you meet with me to talk about your prayer life. But why are the disciples, religious Jews who had a crystal clear way to pray each day, why are they asking Jesus to teach them how to pray? It's a very odd question 2,000 years ago. But this is the question I find myself asking this week as I studied the scriptures. And as I thought about it, I wondered if the disciples saw something so new in Jesus, not just something new in his healing and his teaching and his preaching, though those probably felt pretty new, but something new in his very person, his very being, something new in his relationship with his Abba, his father, something radically different in the way that he related to God. I think they saw something that they wanted. I think they saw a closeness to God, a person whose life is so steeped in and focused on God, and I think they wanted some of that magic. They wanted to know God fully as Jesus so clearly does as we so clearly want to. And so they ask him to teach them how to pray. And what does Jesus give them? Well, he gives them the Lord's Prayer, the one that Christians have prayed daily for at least 1,900 years, the one that we have prayed in corporate worship since the fourth century, every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday. And we all know this prayer. We all know it so intimately that I wonder sometimes if we even think about it anymore, which frankly is part of its beauty, right? We don't have to think about it. It just passes over our lips. And in fact, when I visit people sometimes in hospital or hospice, people with dementia, if there's one thing that they're able to do, it's say the Lord's Prayer. 
And yet we say it so often, so repeatedly, does it sink in? I know I can say it 10 or 15 times every time a plane takes off or lands. And when we've prayed the prayer, we've done our duty, and often we feel better. But I think we need to take another look at the Lord's Prayer. The disciples are asking for some insider secret knowledge, but Jesus makes clear that prayer ought to be simple, honest, trusting. The prayer that Jesus provides us contains just five simple sentences, starting with praise for God, hallowed be your name, and then a sincere desire that things be as God wants them to be, your kingdom come. And then some very clear and simple requests to meet our needs for sustenance, give us our daily bread, a request for forgiveness, Forgive us our sins like we forgive those in debt to us. A request for safety. Keep us from the time of trial. These are not fancy, beautifully crafted requests. They are direct and they are to the point. Jesus is suggesting that the way to know God is to pray for what we really, really need food, forgiveness, safety. But I don't think that giving a model of how to pray is all that Jesus is up to when he teaches the disciples this prayer. I think Jesus is also telling us something, a lot, about who we are and how we are to relate to God. You see, this prayer is as much about shaping us as it is about getting God to do something for us. True, the prayer asks God for lots of things, but look at how those things are also about forming us into a different kind of people, people who know our right relationship with God. Only one is holy, God, hallowed be your name. We ought to be the kind of people who want God's kingdom to come and all that comes with it, justice and mercy. We ought to be people who ask for our daily bread, yes, but not for more. This is a prayer not for all the things we want in our lives. This is not the prayer that we hear some preachers say that we ought to be praying, you know, pray for everything you want, abundance, and it will be given to you. This is a prayer for enough, for enough. This prayer asks us to be humble, to recognize that we need forgiveness, all of us, all the time, every day, and we need protection from the hardships of life. And perhaps the reason that Jesus was so attractive, so compelling to his disciples is that he had allowed this kind of prayer to shape and mold him over his lifetime. And now he shares just how one ought to pray, not if one's interested in getting things, but if one is interested in being shaped by God 
rather than trying to shape God. But Jesus is also telling us something a lot about God, God's self. For in this prayer, Jesus tells us to pray to our Father. And in his discussion of prayer afterwards, Jesus says to his disciples about prayer, Who of you, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give? All of these references to God as our Father, whom Jesus calls Abba, Hebrew for Papa, all of those references to Father should remind us not necessarily of our own fathers, unless they were incredibly loving and generous and merciful, but they should remind us of the best possible Father we find in the Gospels, the prodigal Father. Remember him? The one who hitches up his skirts as soon as his son who had rejected him and the family shows up on the edge of their land and runs out to that son loving him and merciful and forgiving. No questions asked. That's what our father is like. In other words, this prayer and the way Jesus teaches it shows us a God who is generous, loving, merciful, infinitely approachable in prayer. The disciples wanted to know how to pray, and I bet you want to know too. But Jesus gave them and gives us even more than that, even more than a how or a method. He gives a way to be so shaped by God that our whole lives are changed. He showed his disciples a God who is a Papa loving us no matter what. So today, when we pray our Father, Open yourself up, not only to asking for what you really, really need, though do that, but open yourself up to being formed and changed and molded by a God who adores you more than anything else in the world. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.